The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The phone in live. You could do so now. It is 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. You're concerned about constructive dismissal, COVID-19, temporary layoff. Uh, is the severance package correct? Was my employer allowed to get rid of me? Have I been harassed? Am I off on medical leave and they're harassing me? Bring it on. Whatever the topic, we cover them here. 416-870-6400. Andrew Goldberg, yeah, he is your guy. He's got all the uh, the content ready to go, the questions, the answers, so on and so forth. But let's talk about a little bit of a piece of news that was in the news this week. Andrew, what do you got, pal? Well, uh, John, everyone knows the big story for the last week or so is the uh, Madden Holmes Nelmar drywall story. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll have heard about this. It was the uh, contractors at the home that was under development throwing a, a, a I guess, a retirement party for one of the uh, guys there. Um, and they had uh, booze and strippers on site, which was uh, was quite the showing. And it was caught on video. So, it was like, uh, right. you know, they hit all the boxes on uh, what not to do in the workplace. Um, so we've been, you know, flooded with questions about, uh, you know, what happens in this situation. I mean, sure. you know, one thing, one thing we talk about nonstop on the show is something called just cause dismissal. If you're fired for just cause, uh, what does that mean? It means, you know, does the employer have a valid reason to let you go? And this is probably up there in terms of uh, valid reason to be let go for just cause. So, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, I mean, you know, from the more pointed reasons, obviously, there's a pandemic going on. So there's obviously health yes. and safety concerns. Uh, no one, including the uh, gentleman and the uh, female stripper, were wearing masks, um, nor were they social distancing. So that's that's certainly an issue. And then, but but really, I mean, this just com- comes down to common sense. I mean, you shouldn't have to be told, uh, don't throw a... Uh, uh, party at the workplace with strippers and booze uh, during the middle of the day. Um, there shouldn't really need to be a policy on that. That should probably go without saying. Uh, but for those of you who thought maybe that was uh, towing the line, it, it's certainly not an appropriate thing to do. So when the hammer drops, uh, is the blame going to be hoisted upon Madame or is it going to be hoisted on Nelmar Drywall? Where does, the, where does the blame end, really? Well, you know, it's a good point. I mean, when it there, these contractors are ultimately the Nelmar Drywall contractors, right? So um, they're employees of Nelmar. Nelmar is a contractor, a trades contractor for Madame. So you know their termination is uh, a termination from Nelmar. Um, right. Now, you know why Nelmar hasn't been clear whether they've been fired for cause or without cause. And ostensibly, I could see some situations where you know imagine. There was a supervisor and a foreman and, you know, you're one of the new guys on site and, and you were kind of dragged along and told to come. Maybe in that case, you could make the argument you shouldn't be fired for cause, but ultimately it's going to come down to Nelmar. Now, they have a bunch of practical realities here to think about. I mean, Madame's obviously super pissed off with them as their partner, as a, as a trades uh, partner. So, you know, to ensure that relationship is... Uh, 
protected. They they did, uh, and they would have had to take swift action. So they did fire everyone involved. Now, with respect to the health and safety issues, um, Madame is taking the position. It's, it's their development. They're developing the homes, uh, but they're obviously used tons of tradespeople and trades company. Uh, such as Nelmar. So they're trying to say we had no idea this happened. Uh, no one was there for Madame. So, you know, I, they're trying to obviously skirt liability and put it on Nelmar. But that being said, if it is the middle of the day during a working day, it, it might not be enough for Madame to just say, well, we weren't there. We didn't know. I mean, it is your job site to some degree. You should have uh, some oversight over what's going on there. Yeah, it's an interesting situation. These things pop up every so often, but that's the difference with this one. It was caught on film, so well, not the difference. That happens often too, but it's an interesting uh, interesting case for sure. If you want to uh, make a phone call about uh, your own issues, feel free to uh, to bring it on, 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400. Email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's how you get through and ask your questions as well. And want to get into the topic of everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal. That's a good one as well. Um, let's start in on that. Uh, a lot of our longtime listeners will have this definition down because they uh, they know, they listen all the time, they've got the lingo, they've got the uh, vernacular. But what is a wrongful dismissal? How do you, how do you describe it? Well, certainly, I mean, yes, and, and 100%, most of our listeners are going to know all about this, but I do get calls weekly uh, with from people who don't really understand the concept uh, in full. So I figured it, it might be nice to go back to basics and talk about it a bit. But essentially, a wrongful dismissal is a situation where you've been let go from your job and you have not been provided with the entitlements that you ought to have been provided with. So, um, for example, you know, that's what we talk about all day is severance. Okay, so when you're let go from your job, uh, you're entitled to a adequate severance package uh, based on a variety of factors. And if you've not been provided that severance package, then your termination is known as a wrongful dismissal. You've not been provided what's owed to you. How do I know what's the litmus test that I've been wrongfully dismissed? Well, more likely than not, uh, you'd have to speak to a an employment lawyer to find out, okay? Because there's a couple moving parts. The first part is the severance. Have you been given enough severance, yes or no? And then the second moving part would be, you know, there are a variety of things where, um, you know, reasons why you cannot be terminated from your job. I mean, if you're terminated because you have a disability or you ask for accommodation or you're about to go on a maternity leave of absence or, uh, you know, a bereavement leave, something, um, that's a protected leave or protected under the human rights legislation or, you know, you file a harassment complaint against your boss and you're fired the next day. You know, in those situations, you typically know, you typically know you were trying to protect yourself and you were let go. People usually sniff that out even when they don't understand the law. That's why they call us in the first place. They understand that oh, something was iffy here. I don't know. Um, when it comes to severance, I mean, our severance pay calculator tool is an excellent uh, a tool for, for those who are listening out there who are let go from their job and there's nothing really untoward about the termination. Maybe the whole team got let go and you just want to know, hey, have I been provided enough severance? So the severance pay calculator is a, at Pocket Employment Lawyer is, is a great tool uh, uh, for people to use to get a sense of have they been you know, offered enough money on termination when their employer gives them a severance package and says, here, sign this. 
good point. Uh, by the way, you want to locate that severance pay calculator, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is where you go to find that. Talking about everything you need to know about wrongful dismissal, 715. Uh, lots of time here for you to call in, 416-870-6400. 416-870-6400. Live show, lines are open. Uh, as far as con- uh, wrongful dismissals are concerned, Andrew, how common are they? Uh, they're very common. I mean, in most situations where someone's let go from their job, they have not been offered enough, uh, you know, monetary or non You know, you're not only entitled to money, but if you receive, for example, benefits coverage, health and dental benefits coverage, you're also entitled to that over the severance period and different non-monetary components too. But, you know, the vast, vast, vast majority of people that come our way, um, they have not been provided what they ought to have been provided. And it's so seldom that someone calls me and says, hey, uh, Andrew, uh, I got let go from my job. Here's the package that's being offered to me. What do you think? You know, and I respond, amazing package, sign that package. It's so rare that that happens. Um, It's too bad, (laughs) but it's just the reality, at least uh, as we see it. And and that's why we're here. That's why we do this show, to let people know of their rights and, and let people know uh, just because your employer is giving you something to sign, that certainly does not mean that that's uh, what you're owed at law. By the way, you want to reach out to uh, to Andrew. Remember the team, even when we're not doing the show here, uh, several times during the week, one 821 5900 would be the way to do that. Uh, we'll continue our conversation on wrongful dismissal here in a moment. And your phone calls, bring it on. We'll get to you, get you on air, answer you some questions. You might be helping several other people as well with your question. 416-870-6400, Employment Law Show, Monday Night Edition, right here, Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back indeed. It is 7:20. Good to have you along for the ride. Monday nights, Wednesday night weekend shows and if you go to employmentlawyer.ca there is a drop-down menu. You will catch a station that carries our television show as well. 30-minute dose of what you get here on the radio for an hour or almost an hour here uh, every week. 416-870-6400. That is the way to go. Abby Venzira, how are you? Hello. Uh, hi there. Go ahead. How are you, sir? Good. What's going on? What's wrong? What's happening? I, uh, to be quite frankly, it seems a little bit strange to me. I, I want to know only the people who doesn't belong with, with union have, have the right of severance in Canada or everybody. Because I am in in one situation that it is really seems strange to me coming from one country where the dictature was very hard. I am from Albania where, where we had it, the dictature, worst dictature would exist. Almost same like North Korea, but trust me, that that what happened to me here, it really doesn't, does, didn't happen in, in dictature. I just want to know if somebody, because the union was on the plan, not because I choose it. When I and I work it almost fourteen years there and they was wrong, they send me home and I make 
four grievances, and the union lied to me many times. Till three months ago, they told me, no, you don't have right of severance. And I told, how come you follow the law, which I am sent home without a reason? Why you don't follow the law? And for dictature, I know how was the law. Even, even there in dictature, the law was not interpreted, but how it is written was followed. Gotcha. Okay, so um, unfortunately, for those in the unionized uh, setting, you know, when you're unionized, you can't, you have to revert to your union council, your union stewards. Um, there's not much that uh, an, an employment lawyer can do uh, when uh, an employee in employment base is unionized. You're kind of forced to use, to revert to your union and go through that grievance process and use your union lawyers. Uh, and if you're not happy with the way that they've approached things, there is a mechanism through something called, uh, it's something called the duty of fair representation where you can challenge uh, the union's representation of you. Um, so that would be really the only recourse that this individual has. But I could not, for example, pursue his uh, severance, unfortunately. Appreciate the call, my friend. Moving on, 416-870-6400. Neil, thank you for uh, standing by patiently. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. Thank you. How's everyone tonight? Fantastic, my brother. What's uh, What's on your mind? I have um, I have two friends that work in a long-term care facility in the kitchen, and what's happened is uh, uh, the supervisor indicated that they had no budget to hire somebody, and what he had done was he, in fact, went and hired somebody, but because they're short on the budget, what he did was the two, um, the two women who were uh, part-time, he was taking the hours from them in order to pay for the new person. Now, the problem... In, in the one case, there's about a 20 to 25 percent um, reduction in the hours for the one, about a 40 percent reduction in the hours for the other one. And um, they said, well, why don't you take hours from the other people? And his answer was, because you're part-time, you have no rights, so I can do whatever I want. So needless to say, they're um, putting up a pretty big argument and, and fight um, uh, with them. So I'm just wondering if... If he carries on and goes through with this change, um, can they treat that as a constructive dismissal? Oh, thanks, Neil. So that's a very excellent question. <clears throat> so based on the percentage of uh, hours cut, I believe you said 25 to 30 percent for the one, uh, 40 or so percent for the other, if I have that right. Uh, based on that yeah. alone, uh, that would be significant enough of a change to uh, pursue a constructive dismissal claim, okay? However, right. um, it is possible that if, you know, one or both of these uh, individuals signed an employment agreement, and that's a topic uh, that we're going to get into actually at the uh, back end of the show here, um, that there could be something in there that, that removes that right from them. So because they're part-time, being part-time in and of itself, it's not enough to say that, oh, you're part-time, I can do whatever I want with your hours. Absolutely not. If you've, right. if you've worked... If, you know, if your typical week is 25 hours, then 27, and then 23, and then 30, and it's always hovering around the same thing, you can't all of a sudden one day drop to 12 or 15, and, and that's fine as an employer, right? But 
That being said, it's possible that the employer has removed some of those entitlements through a contract, uh, and that's something that would have to be reviewed uh, by one of our staff uh, here. And uh, it, even if they did sign a contract, it's possible we can get around it. We get around those things all the time for a variety of reasons I, I won't get into now. But uh, in terms of the cut itself, that uh, significance, uh, you know, in, in a sense of 25 to 40%, that is enough to justify a constructive dismissal claim. All right, very good. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you, Neil. We appreciate uh, appreciate yours as well. Thanks for taking the time to call in. You want to reach out further, have a have a lengthier conversation with Andrew, and he'll set you up with a member of his team as well, one 855 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now to call through, like we've uh, just had a few calls, 416-870-6400. It's just that simple. We're talking about uh, wrongful dismissals before the break, Andrew, and before we got to those uh, to those callers. How difficult is it to resolve a wrongful dismissal matter for you? <clears throat> well, more often than not, not extraordinarily difficult. Um, it depends on the employer and it depends on the situation. But in terms of the you know, scope of different legal issues you could face, they're not, it's not a necessarily an overly complex issue. It's just a matter of the willingness of everybody to get to a resolution, right? Uh, that, that's all it comes down to. Um, but that being said, you know, for an individual who's being presented a pretty poor severance package and, and wants to improve it, you know, unfortunately, the reality is until you get an employment lawyer, a company sometimes does not take you very seriously, right? So that this happens to me all the time. I speak to someone on the phone and they say, okay, you know, well... I'll go try to negotiate this myself. They go back to their employer. The employer tells them to take a hike, and they're right back to me. Because until you actually engage that legal counsel and the company sees that you're serious about pursuing your entitlement, um, sometimes it just will never work out that way. They're, if they're gonna, if, if it's as easy as you going back to them and just saying, "Hey, guys, I'd really like more money here. Do you mind?" Uh, they wouldn't <laughs> give you such a poor package in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So you think, you know, well, you've been let go. How about this scenario? Now you may have been possibly wrongfully dismissed. Your, your, your spidey sense is going off. What do you do now? First steps. Well, the first step is if you're presented something to sign, don't sign it. it right. That's the number one rule. If you're presented something to sign, a severance package with a release or any kind of documentation, you're sit down with human resources, your manager, the owner, what have you, just do not sign anything. They can't make you sign something in the moment. And the more adamant they're going to be, the employer, about having you sign something in the moment, the more you know you should be realizing, okay, okay this is a red flag, okay? Um, for companies that are honest to their employees and have provided them good packages, they'll tell them, go off, speak to a lawyer, do whatever you want, take a week, take two weeks, whatever you yeah. want to do. If, if an employer feels comfortable with what they've offered you, they're not going to rush you to sign. So number one is don't sign, and number two um, is just speak to you know speak to call us, give us a call. Even if your package ends up being one of those uh, very few I spoke about earlier that is a good package, such that you know I tell you, hey, there's really not much more, if at all, uh, you can get out of this thing. You're better just having that peace of mind because 90% of the time plus, you know, there's going to be more on the table. So. Yeah. You're just get it checked out. It's it's not a complicated thing. You can figure it out in a very brief consultation. 
it's worth a go. And, and as we discussed earlier, the pocket employment lawyer, the, the severance pay calculator, it's just a great tool to get at least a rough sense of if you're in the ballpark or not. Still got plenty of time to uh, to make that call, 416-870-6400. That is the way you do that. So I want to move on to uh, the employment agreement, a crash course in those. First, I want to bounce over to an email quickly here, Andrew, from uh, Cassandra. It says, guys, I've worked for the same company for 13 years in the same role. I have only received one pay raise the whole time. Over the last few years, the company has hired new people in the same role as me, and I know they get paid more than I do. Do I not have the right to get a raise so I make the same as these news people with less seniority? Seems unfair. Well, it does seem very unfair. And I sympathize with Cassandra because uh, I this is not an uncommon thing where someone's a longstanding employee and, and they haven't received very many, if any, pay raises over years and years and years. And the, you know, the, uh, the expected pay for that role has gone up. So when that employer has to hire new people, they have to pay these new people more money. And if they gossip about what they pay, what you know, each of these employees, what they get paid and, and things like that, so, and someone like Cassandra finds out, she's obviously going to be quite pissed off that, hey, I've been here for years and I'm making less than you are. You're you know, a younger, newer, less senior person than I am. How is this possible? But unfortunately for Cassandra, the reality is, you don't have an entitlement to a pay raise just because someone gets more than you do. So for instance, John, if you and I uh, interview for the same job and that company's hiring for two, two people for the same role, and Mm -hmm. you say, I'm not taking this job for less than $70,000. And I come in and they offer me 60 and I'm like, sure, no problem done. I'll take it. If they end up paying you 70 and me 60, that's just, what you negotiated versus what I negotiated, right? right? right. So there's nothing inherently wrong with that. The only situation where it could be an issue is uh, with respect to pay equity laws. You know, men and women have to be paid the same. So if it's mm-hmm. if it's a situation where Cassandra and the three other women in her role make less than the five men who do the equal role across the board, that could be a problem. But right. save for that. Uh, there's not going to be much Cassandra could do, sadly. Uh, you know, she can find a new job that pays more in line with uh, what she thinks she should get paid. Ask for the raise and see, see what happens, but you don't have a legal right to the raise. It's 416-870-6400. Get back to your calls in, in a moment here. The employment agreement, a crash course. How, how important is this document? Uh, why are they so important? We stress it all the time and have for years on this show, Andrew. Why is that employment agreement so darn important? Well, it's far more important to the employer than to the employee, right? So yeah. employees often overstate the importance of a contract. I have people come to me all the time and they're like, oh, I don't have a contract. I need a contract. Uh, what do I do? And I say, well, you know, you don't really need a contract. It, you know, you have to keep in mind, all what you really care about as an employee is, am I getting paid what I should be getting paid? Am I getting the compensation I should be getting? Am I working the hours I agreed to work, doing the job I agreed to do? If you've been doing that for any lengthy period of time, it is part of your employment agreement, whether you sign something or not. As soon as you do something over time or something's a certain way over time, it is part of your agreement. These employment agreements, the written ones, have all these terms that favor the employers, and we'll we'll get into a bunch of those uh, shortly. The phone calls are 416-870-6400. Always priority. Uh, Anthony, thanks for standing by for a moment. Good evening. How are you? 
Not too bad. Thank you very much for taking my call. Uh, it's a uh, simple question. Well, not simple at all. Uh, our, our, our company that I'm working for is a professional group, and the client database is being sold to another company, and there's no talk of severance or anything like that uh, for us. And it's like, oh, you just got to call the new owners, and they'll deal with you. Like, it's like, well, wait a second. I don't know if I want to go there or, you know, even do this uh, work anymore, right? And I'm just like, they're just washing their hands of all discussions at all. Okay, well, that's very interesting. So when you say the customer or the client database, that's like the bread and butter of your service, I take it? Yes. Okay. So, and, and they've sold that off. So essentially, even though the company you currently work for still exists, there's no business in essence, right? Uh, well, as soon as, well, as soon as the company, the new owners come in, that'll be, that'll be the transition time. And that's like in the next, let's say 60 to 60 to 80, 90 days, something like that. We don't really have a, uh, a clear view of that. And, you know, it just seems to be very strange that someone's just like, oh, call the new owners. Like, it's like, well, wait a second. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, that, that does seem odd that they're putting the onus on you to call the new owners. But, you know, there's different types of uh, purchases that can happen, a you know, uh, without getting into all the details. But a company can sell their shares uh, or they could sell just parts of their business. Um, depending on what happened, I mean, if you're just still employed by this company and you're still getting paid and nothing's changed uh, and there's a new group coming in, um, you'd have to ride, you'd have to wait it out. I mean, you haven't been terminated yet as long as you've still been getting paid um, and, and nothing's changed on that sense. I mean, I don't know what there is to do at that moment. In the current moment, do you have any specific concerns about what will you expect to happen in the next little while? Well, they're going to close the office. So, but they'll just take over the database and uh, that's it. There's like, okay. Okay. okay so, so if they close the office such that you have nowhere to go and nowhere to work, then absolutely you could treat that as a termination. And if you're not offered a, a job with the new uh, group and you're not given any work to do, then then for sure, I, I mean, you'd, you'd have an opportunity to pursue a, a severance here. Uh, you can't just be left in the dust with no work and no money um, and no severance. So certainly uh, I would give, I would recommend giving us a call sooner than later because what happens at times in these situations is, you know, a company like yours uh, that sold the, the uh, client database, they might try to rid themselves of all their assets in the company so they have nothing left. So if you want to pursue your severance, what's like, there's ways around that as well, mind you, but the best thing you could do is, is probably reach out to us as quickly as possible and, and get the, uh, get things moving as quickly as possible so we can see what we can do to get you some money here. And uh, just to make sure your name is, to make sure I do the follow-up properly, uh, my name is Andrew, but if you Andrew Goldberg, but if you call our uh, the, John, will give you a number here. We have uh, many, many, many uh, employment lawyers at our firm. All are very, very capable and uh, excellent lawyers. So you can reach out to me directly for sure. You can call the number. You'll be put through with the person that can that can uh, help you as quickly as possible as well. But we'll for sure take care of you in some capacity without a doubt. So if you have concerns, give us a call. The sooner the better. We'll have to get more information from you to 
give you more of a concrete assessment, but that the best thing you can do for yourself is just to call as quickly as possible. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Anthony. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in. We uh, we hope that helped. And, yeah, to follow up here, as you know, you can talk to uh, Andrew or one of the capable team for sure. Real simple, one 855 821 help at is the email address you can use. Talking about employment contracts, how uh, how incredibly important these things are. Now, maybe, uh, again, w- with this question, I kind of I kind of preface it with you know our hardcore listeners who have been with us for many years know this already. The ones who are new to the game might say, "Wow, I didn't know that." In fact, I thought the exact opposite. And that is, what is better from an employee standpoint? First of all, and that would be a handshake deal. Good, you got a job. Start tomorrow, or a ten-page you know encyclopedia of uh, employment law. So for an employee, uh, as, as you mentioned, our hardcore listeners will know this for sure, uh, a handshake deal is better uh, every time because, as I, as I mentioned before, Anthony called in, uh, just because something's not in writing does not mean uh, it's not part of your you know, employment terms, so to speak. So people have this misconception that if it's not in writing, you don't have an agreement, okay? But... If you get paid regular biweekly paychecks of, you know, $2,000 a paycheck, and that goes on and on and on, that's your pay. An employer can't suddenly say, well, that's not in writing, so we're going to make that half, and now it's $1,000. Or, you know, if you did the same job, uh, if you were a supervisor for five years, and you held that job for five years, and you've never signed an employment agreement, now your employer is telling you, listen, you know, we know you've been a supervisor, but... Uh, we don't want you in that role anymore. Now you're going to have a very frontline labor role. You're not supervising anyone at all. Uh, you're reporting to someone who used to report to you, and we're giving you a pay cut. But you know, you never signed anything that said we couldn't, so we're doing it. That's absolutely wrong. Because you're a supervisor for five years, that's enough. So handshake deals are always the best. When people come to me and, and they explain their problems, when they explain after that they hadn't signed anything, I'm always like, perfect. Great. Now it's improved our odds at, at dealing with this situation. Whereas a 10-page agreement, you know what's going to be in that 10-page? The employer has the right to take away this. The employer can change that. You don't have the right yeah. to do this. Um, blah, 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 blah. So all those things in the agreement are just going to be bad for you for the most part. Uh, so that you, you don't necessarily want that in place if you're an employee. So uh, let, let me ask you this, and uh, you, you, you kind of touched on it there. What should employees watch out for when signing an agreement if it's going beyond a handshake and their employer or soon-to-be employer slides an agreement over to them? Yeah, so the, excellent point. So there's all, you know, a lot of people who start a new job or they work in a current job and, and they're given a new employment agreement. Uh, sometimes this is the first agreement they've ever seen. Sometimes it's the first agreement they've seen in 10 or 15 years. So they have no... Um, grasp of really what's going on in this agreement or what the implications are and they read it like it's gibberish and have no no idea whatsoever what they're getting themselves into so when you're signing an agreement I mean there's a lot of things to sign to look out for and if you have concerns then certainly speak to an employment lawyer about those concerns and get an employment lawyer to review uh, that agreement because they'll obviously find way more concerns and, and point out the issues than you find on your own but for those people out there listening, if you're presented an employment agreement as an employee, the first thing you want to look out for is something that we call a termination provision. So what I mean by that is it will have language 
that talks about what happens if you're fired uh, without cause or for cause or for any reason. And what these provisions try to do is they try to limit your severance entitlements. So if you're an employee and you've worked somewhere for 10 years, now all of a sudden your employer is saying, listen, we're going to give you a $250 raise and your, and, your, and your buddies over here, you guys just all have to sign this new agreement. And all of a sudden in the agreement is a termination provision, watch out because all you know the odds are they're trying to fire you a short while later and not give you your full severance that you otherwise would have been entitled to. So that's definitely, definitely number one. Uh, now that being said, if you've already signed an agreement with the termination provision, don't be too worried because the vast majority of these things aren't enforceable anyway, and we could still get around them. But if it's, you know, if you're listening now and haven't signed anything yet, you know, keep an eye out for those because that's a huge one. And then very briefly, a few others, uh, you know, anything to do with an employer's ability to make changes. So very common, uh, Commonly, I will find an employment agreement, it will say something along the lines of, you know, the company has the right and the absolute discretion to change your duties, your geographic location, your job title, your reporting structure uh, at its discretion. So what an employer is trying to do here is tell the employee, listen, although on paper we've given you X job in our Toronto office, uh, you know, as a, you know, supervisor we have the right to get rid of any duties we want we can move you to alberta and we can say that you know you're now change your title to you know uh, whatever we want so you have to be careful of that because the employer does not have that right at all unless they try to put it in a contract so again another reason why you don't necessarily want to sign anything you have to be on the lookout for that and then the final thing uh that's pretty important is when it comes to your compensation, if you receive a salary, typically you're okay. It'll say you earn $63,000 a year and it's in there and you're fine. But if you earn any kind of variable compensation, so a bonus, a commission, something like that, you have to be on the lookout because a lot of times employers will include terms, like for example, a bonus, you know, an employer will say, we have the complete discretion to call your bonus, whatever we want. Uh, and uh, we can change it year by year and you have no expectation yeah. to a bonus at all. And when it comes to commissions, they can say, well, we can change your commission plan at a dime uh, whenever we want at our discretion. So you just have to be very mindful of anything variable related. Uh, look out for those types of things. And there's so much more to get through, but uh, we'll pick it up on another show. That would be Wednesday at 7 o'clock. So join us again for that. As we get out of here, I'll give you some contact information for Andrew and the rest of his team at the firm anytime, one 821 5900 We mentioned it a couple times, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and reach out by email. That's fine, help at employmentlawyer.ca. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.